We're live. What's up, everybody? Or on demand or whatever works for you. It's Sports Kitty. You clicked on this thing, so give us a little one of these, these thumbs up deals. Really helps us out on this whole internet ladder match we're trying to climb up of. Will we ever get that briefcase of all the likes? I don't know. You tell us. Sports Kita Wrestling, top story of the day. A lot to talk about. There's a new play-by-play voice on Monday Night Raw. One of the first big WWE shows back in the pandemic has sold out for fans, and we know where more wrestling shows from WWE are going to be. A lot to get into. It's today's top story of the day. What's going on, everybody? I'm Kev Kelm. That is Jose G. Uh, we are we got a lot to cover here, Jose. Things are opening up real fast, aren't they? Absolutely, man. You know, coming off the heels of yesterday's news of Adnan Verk and WWE parting ways, today we find out who his possible replacement might be. And this is a familiar name if you are an MMA junkie, if you follow Bellator and the UFC. Today, Dave Meltzer is reporting that the former UFC and Bellator commentator Jimmy Smith will replace Adnan Verk as the lead announcer from Monday Night Raw. This is huge news coming off the success of Mauro Ronaldo in the world of kickboxing and uh, uh, with with glory kickboxing and with you know Showtime and boxing and doing tons of MMA. This is a great choice, I think having Jimmy Smith, who also has been part of the NXT TakeOver panels uh, in recent months, this is a great fit. You know, if you have combat sports experience and you know this, the game in and out, wrestling is going to come to you as a second nature. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, uh, Kevin? I think this is huge news, and I think this is great. You think it is great on the surface, but, I mean, I'm not I'm not questioning Jimmy Smith's credentials at all. The man is proven. Uh, he's worked some of these big events. The pace of that, different story. Uh, but it's another example of the shakeup, I think. Adnan Verk came in with a lot of clout and, and left very quickly. So you never know. I, I do think the WWE system of broadcasting is very, very challenging in doing that. That audience demands a lot of people. That system demands a lot of people when you're talking uh, especially on a three-hour show like Money at Raw, and then we're not even talking about pay-per-views where you're going back and forth from desk to desk. It's a lot. There's a lot to broadcast. This is a lot to get in there. It's a lot of momentum to sell. Uh, a lot of people in your ears at the same time. Uh, but Jimmy has some credentials. I say give him a shot. I say give him a shot. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You can't deny You can't deny what you just talked about with that guy. Uh, and maybe he'll get the pace of emphasizing certain things uh, and selling a big finish and selling a big move that maybe some people didn't think they were getting from Adnan Verk. I thought Adnan was fine, or at least would have gotten his uh, you know momentum underneath him. You know, there was a time when people hated Michael Cole, hated Michael Cole. I'm Very true. But that guy already proved himself. You know, I think you know with Jimmy Smith coming in, I don't think the play-by-play part of actually calling the matches is going to be an issue for him. I think it's what you're saying is selling the pay-per-view, selling the the charities, sh- uh, selling whatever you know awareness month is that month for WWE. Those are the main things that those main play-by-play guys are always constantly plugging. And you could see with Adnan Verk that he didn't really feel comfortable doing that in, in his delivery. Let's give Jimmy Smith a, a, a try. I don't think he's going to have a problem in the play-by-play. Let's see how he does with the rest of the stuff. 
DB Cooper texting and DB Cooper, the one, the one that, that jumped out of the airplane <laughs> that, that stole all that money back in the day. I'm, I'm joking. I don't think that's you. Uh, he says still hate Cole, but seriously, everyone, come on, give Cole a break. I don't think it's that bad. Uh, we have uh, Glenn texting in. You guys can get your comments in if you're with us live. Uh, if you're on demand, we jump into that conversation later on as well. So don't be afraid. To think you, you aren't part of it here, man. It's all about the engagement, but enragement. Glenn saying Jimmy Smith is awesome. Uh, but uh, but I would rather see Wade or Beth Phoenix brought up and have Smith go to NXT and learn. Uh, maybe that's what NXT is. You know, there's a lot of people that are working NXT stuff to prepare for things like this. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Vic Joseph, who's on NXT, did some time on Raw. Raw is a show that's had a lot of shuffle broadcast-wise in the last few years. A lot of shuffle. A lot of shuffle, you know. Uh, you, you had Corey Graves go on that show, and he was off that show. At one point, he was doing that show, and he was doing SmackDown. So, mm-hmm. uh, And he's just doing color. So color is different than that. You have a three-man booth. Now you have a two-man booth on SmackDown. Are they going to go to a two-man booth and just have Jimmy just with one other person? Is he just going to be with Corey? Is Byron Saxon going to remain there? It's a very interesting situation here. Very interesting situation here. But what uh, are your thoughts, though, like on, on – like- what if like Wade would have done it? Like Wade would have been great, but again, he's their color. They're it's not color. Play-by-plays. It's different. You yeah. need you need a you need for lack of a better phrase, you need a solid straight man who knows how to be a broadcaster in that position and can emphasize certain things and you know and can give you a certain uh, momentum. I, I, makes you think. Wow, would have been great if you still had Moro. You know, would yeah. would have been great if you still had Moro and all on, on, on the fold here. Uh, but, you know, Moro and the pandemic and different things like that. And he's had his ups and downs with the company and he's been open and transparent about it. it Seems like a very amicable split based on based on what he posted and shared about it. Uh, and, yo, he broadcast the last impact pay-per-view did, just did the main event, too, by the way. So, I mean, he's still busy in the world, obviously very busy with the combat sports. Uh, DeWald uh, saying Jimmy would do good. So some some UFC fans kind of liking this move here. Yeah, and, and 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 again, if you have the, if you are an MMA junkie and you follow this like you like we follow WWE and you are fully uh, you're familiar with these announcers coming to WWE, that's huge. That's going to bring a whole another set of eyes into this. <laughs> Jimmy Smith, not the Puerto Rican guy, not no. the guy that's in uh, what, what, what was he in Battlestar or one of those sci-fi shows? He was, I was he was one of the Law and Order shows on NBC for a long. Time. Yeah, he was for a very long time. Long time, long time. No, it is not that actor Jimmy Smiths from NBC <laughs> crime dramas in the nineties. <laughs> I was loving dun, you mis- dun. when you misread a name and people just go with that. Uh, so uh, the shakeups in WWE continue. We talked yesterday. If you didn't watch our video from yesterday, we cover all of the uh, backstage moves that WWE with cuts in production, cuts in their digital team. Uh, go check out that video. It's up now on our Facebook watch and our YouTube as well. If you haven't done it, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Tons of content right now on our video channels, including a two-part interview with the legendary Jim Ross. He goes into depth about his relationship with Vince McMahon, how rejuvenated he has been by All Elite Wrestling. And we'll have a ton of All Elite Wrestling content coming up later this week, including a Double or Nothing preview dropping Mm -hmm. on Thursday. Uh, Our our Sid uh, will be hosting that. And then we'll have a live uh, Double or Nothing post-show on Sunday night, so uh, a lot to follow with. I'm, I'm I'm floating the idea of doing some type of watch party. Maybe there's a p- potential chance for us to do that. Uh, That'd so, be cool. Uh, could be pretty sweet. Uh, and a lot of people with different takes here. Uh, I don't know about this one. WWE needs oh, Scott Steiner no. uh, as commentary. I don't know if you could trust Scott Steiner. 
Listen, just because of the, the, the his way of how he does math, we'll just confuse every single viewer who's watching the match. Two thirds yeah. of the time, you're watching 15 minutes of a three hour show, and a hundred a hundred percent of the time, that is going to be right. You just be yelling stuff like that the whole time. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah he just wants to follow your statistics. He'll just want a belly to belly suplex Byron Saxton every minute. It's no, it's not going to work that way. It's not going to work. <laughs> Are you uh, concentrating half fifths of the time? Come on. <laughs> Uh, we, we do have some more good news for WWE in this big Very anticipated return to live fans. Uh, probably, I would say, maybe the biggest WWE story of the year following WrestleMania being in front of live fans. You were there. Is WWE's hitting the road with 25 dates they've committed to around the country, not just staying in Florida, around the country. We thought maybe this would be specific to Texas and Florida. They've expanded that. Uh, but the eyes are certainly on that first week in Texas. They will be. Uh, they will start off with SmackDown on July 16th in Houston, followed by the Money in the Bank pay per view that following Sunday in Fort Worth, mm-hmm. and then Dallas. They'll have Monday at Raw, so a three day loop there over the weekend. Uh, and it looks like tickets are moving very, very well, specifically for Money in the Bank. Oh yes, they are, Kevin. Because let me tell you. I am when I saw this news, I was very happy that money in the bank is very, very close to being sold out. Uh, earlier today on Twitter, AEW Ticket Information, that's the handle, AEW Ticket Info, uh, released that the pre sale tickets are moving pretty fast. At the time of this tweet, this was at 11.43 in the morning, there was available. Th- uh, 1,335 and unavailable 10,634. Fast forward an hour later, the only amounts available is 247. That's that's how much they have left on the tickets. That's so a this, that, that, that is a, that's, that is that's a, a sellout. sellout. Yeah. To come back from a pandemic, sell out your first <laughs> pay-per-view on the road, it's a sellout. That's great news. Just imagine the pops that we're going to get that pay-per-view it's going to be amazing. It's going to feel like we're back to normal. Uh, but also another thing that's worth noting is we look at that. The, there's no pod arrangement. When you look at the ticketing map for this uh, mm-hmm. with with that stadium, I believe it's Dickey Sports Stadium. or like, I can't remember the specific mm-hmm. you know, yeah, corporation Worth, that yeah. has a name on it. Uh, but I looked at it and there was, no, there was no information on there about pod seating. So mm-hmm. I think in it's, Texas. Area, it's Texas. It's Texas, dude. It's so, Texas. But, it's fully open. Which which makes me think like that's that's odd. So we're not we're not getting an idea of WWE saying, all right, we're only going to run in arenas where we can do pod seating. We can do people separate from each other. Which is you've seen that if you look at the NHL playoffs, they've been doing that. Uh, And then also in some cities in the NHL playoffs, it's just an example of how things are doing specifically with indoor places. um, Is one half is vaccinated, and the other half isn't. Uh, that's what they've been doing with some NHL playoff games. And the half that's vaccinated is like they're like right on top of each other, roaring. There's some section of Major League Baseball games now where you can go if you're vaccinated mm-hmm. to show your card. Um, there's been nothing like that. WWE did put out, though, a, a uh, legal form you got to sign for, a waiver that just absolves them of everything if you, go to, if you go to their events. So if you're buying tickets to these shows, people are like, oh, that's part of it. You know, this, this part is going to be part of going to events, everybody. It's going to be part of going to events. Uh, but good move. I mean, that's a lot. You got to admit that whole loop is going to be pretty good. I've heard of some fans that are traveling in from the region. Uh, I saw some fans on social media saying they would they would drive in from Louisiana. They would drive in from other parts of Texas to go see this show. Mm-hmm. So 
good on WWE. Looks like their tickets are going to be in high demand, especially for Money in the Bank. It's a big pay-per-view. Listen, Texas is fully open. They are, and they have been for like two months. They have now, been, right? they have been, they have been, and 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 I and I keep pointing back to this because it's historic. Mm-hmm. The Canelo fight that we had three or four weeks ago, seventy three thousand one hundred and twenty six people went to that fight, sold out. So thirteen thousand at a stadium indoors. It's it, it's back. It. it they're, I don't think they're going to go back to, you know, the pod seating until, you know, the CDC says otherwise. Or you're going to have certain markets where you're going to have to do that. Maybe. You know? So and, Texas and that could, isn't that, one of them. Uh, Texas isn't one of them. Uh, so you have that loop in Texas and we knew we we're getting 26 states. So they're going to announce more dates. A lot of people thought, oh, you'll go into other parts of Florida or you'll go into other parts of Texas or maybe, you know, Arizona is trying to be really open now. Uh, so WWE confirming these dates that have been added. Now, normally we wouldn't talk about where WWE is going to be on the road, but this is their first handful of shows. It's worth noting no house shows here. This, this lines up with everything we've been reporting that WWE, when they would hit the show, hit the road again with live stuff, it would be almost exclusively focused on television. No live events. Uh, the tour will now include on Friday, July 23rd, SmackDown from the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio. Monday, uh, Night Raw from the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. Friday, July 30th, we'll have the Target Center in Minneapolis. So they're hitting the uh, the Midwest there. Uh, my assumption is then we're getting them in Chicago or Detroit sometime on that loop. Uh, but mind you, it's worth noting. No house shows in between. So they don't have to make that complete regional loop. I can see them doing those regional like three-day loops in a certain, you know, state to state area. Uh, and to keep their trucks and their co- equipment, you know, fairly close, they could do that around a pay-per-view weekend. But there's nothing to stop them to say, all right, we have a touring company with SmackDown, touring company with Raw, and we're going to two different cities for television this week. I think it's great. And and everything that we've been reporting, just like you said, just upheld exactly what we were saying, exactly what's been reported. And we're seeing it. And, you know, right now with the, with the, with this whole kickoff in Texas, man, I'm like, I'm tempted to just book a flight over to Houston because I got family in Dallas. I'll just go to Houston, go to Dallas, and go to Fort Worth for all three events come July. You think you're going to pay off the nose for those resold ticket prices that are going to be uh, on the market for the show? I don't know. I'll take a look at it tonight. <laughs> uh, I think they're going to be quite a bit. I mean, I, I mean, line it up here. Uh, you have concert uh, festivals now. Those are open air. You can sell a lot more tickets for those. I'm surprised WWE can go that route and look for amphitheaters. But I mean, in terms of the rela- the business relationships they have, it's with arenas across the country, indoor arenas. I don't think there's you don't have nearly as many plentiful amphitheaters that you could run. And then you have you know weather is incremental to that. You know, are you going to be in an amphitheater with a shadow over you that covers it? If you don't, then you're in trouble. You know. Uh, so that's the benefit of what AEW has with Jacksonville. They own the venue. They could just stay there, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and I, there were some people thinking that WWE would go that route where they would just stay in Florida and have one place that they run and just be there. Uh, but a challenging move by WWE to do this, uh, trying to show that they want to get out there and move tickets and, and be ahead of this thing. And they will be the first real touring live operation Ahead of the curve here. A lot of bands are hitting the road again, but they're playing amphitheaters. Big rock bands, Corn and Stain announced one. Death Cab for Cutie announced one. Uh, Sammy Hagar is going to be on the road, but he's playing mostly amphitheaters. So, I mean, in terms of live entertainment, it's out there. And then you have your, you know, mm-hmm. baseball was definitely ahead of the curve. You know, Texas Rangers are doing 40, 50 people. Absolutely. 
So. You know, and I think also that, you know, that WWE is also always kind of takes the lead when it comes to major change going on in the entertainment world. You know, mm-hmm. we saw with the Thunderdome, you know, now they're going to be the first company to start touring again. So I think they take the lead on a lot of different things in technology, in 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 production. What's, really what's, on the, the, what's the stay we still don't get some type of Thunderdome thing, you know? Yeah, uh, maybe I, a mix I, of both. Uh, with Thunderdome, I thought there'd be a little bit more like advertising elements in it or some type of like product integration with it or yeah, you like can real, sell like real New Japan, like have all the ads. Oh, all no, the no. That, that's, all the the thing, that's the thing that, that that's the thing like WWE didn't do. I thought there'd just be a bunch of like rolling ads with it, but they didn't do that. And they've never done it with the ring, too. Uh, and no, I, guess never. That, I guess that is I, I've read many, many times that that is a Vince McMahon thing, that the ring is sacred and you don't put ads on the ring. But if you go overseas, you go to, you know, this with AAA, with CML. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got New Motel, Japan. You got Corona sponsoring this. WCW had the infamous yeah. uh, ring posts that were Slim Jims, you know, like so. Oh, God. Um, yes. I, I was always surprised WWE never did that. Here's a question from Ariel. Thank you so much, Ariel. I've seen your comments before. If you guys are with this, you want to get some questions in before we jump off here about what's going on with these stories. New play by play announcers on my at Raw. Tickets for new WWE shows coming out this summer as they return to the road. Hit us up. There he goes. Do you think Money in the Bank will get the status of being a baseball field stadium level show like the Royal Rumble has become? Uh, and I, I here I think Money in the Bank could be considered like your top four shows of the year. It, it feels big, it feels bigger than Survivor Series though. Survivor Series, you know, they've done some pretty good business with that. I, I was at the last one. I'm sitting on my Survivor Series chair from like. 2019 they did four nights in one arena and did really really well i think they sold out three of the four and did very very close on the fourth monday night raw that they were there uh so i could see them doing really well with this i really enjoy money in the bank and ever since its its inception and it was it became a pay-per-view i've been I've been calling it now the bit part of the big five because it's essentially now a yearly thing mm-hmm. and there's huge implications of money in the bank. So why not make it one of those big four? Why not put it in a, in a baseball stadium? Just imagine you get, you get two cash-ins in a night, one from women's and one from the men's. The pop in the stadium is going to is gonna do great. But I think it's just going to take some time. Fansports wants to know any updates on shows in Saudi Arabia, WWE's long-standing and very lucrative relationship with the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. We have heard reports of WWE trying to do a big event in Saudi Arabia before the end of 2021. No defined date, but basically where that could land would be sometime in October, November, which is where those shows have landed before. Uh, And they would try and get one in between uh, the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania on the road to WrestleMania. They would do, they would do a trip out to Saudi. It's, it's a relationship they're going to maintain because they make so much money on it. I mean, I've heard, huge numbers huge numbers for what guys get paid to go and do these shows what the the, that prime talent that comes back for their featured roles will be uh we don't have any dates but i i I mean there's some matches they could put together that'd be interesting that they want to shake it up i do think that's an interesting show because you have to do that during the day you have to do that during the day in the united states and in europe so it could be a curious uh sense of of timing here. Uh, other fans talking about the shakeup here on WWE announcers, Money at Raw. Obviously, if you've just joined us late, maybe scroll back to the beginning when you're watching this on demand. Jimmy Smith is not Jimmy Smith's. 
uh, is is uh, <laughs> reportedly going to be the new play-by-play voice in my this Raw. guy, this guy right there, <laughs> this guy. Right? Uh, Marvel Wars is texting us saying we want Tom Phillips. Where is Tom Phillips? We do not know what is the status of Tom Phillips with WWE. No uh, idea. He has been around the horn with WWE for quite some time. I don't know what his status is. We did hear that there was some there was some possibility he was dealing with a COVID issue, that he was dealing with some bout of that of COVID around WrestleMania time. Haven't heard anything since. So so there we go. Uh, and uh, other people, Nishad Jawa following up with us saying that there will be a Fury versus Joshua boxing match in the kingdom coming up huge mm-hmm. site fees yeah mm-hmm. they're gonna make a lot of money on that fight <laughs> they're, oh. they're gonna make, uh, and, and they're gonna make a lot of money on that fight big big time it's gonna they're gonna be a big crowd for that so uh definitely uh follow up with your questions on demand in the comments we will follow up there as well uh tommy b wants to know where is wwe going with the usos I don't mind this question. I think this is one of the more interesting stories. Probably the top most intriguing story right now in WWE is what is going on with the Uso brothers, Jimmy and Jay, as they are being browbeaten by their emotionally abusive, physically abusive cousin and older brother, Roman Reigns, (laughs) head of the table. And Jay has been under his thumb since October of last year when he was forced into submission in the Hell in a Cell match. Now we have another Hell in a Cell coming up here in a few weeks. And the WWE has not announced what the arrangement will be Roman defending the title. Will the Usos be involved in that cell? I- I'm intrigued to see what they do here. We're going to get the Usos versus the street profits this Friday on SmackDown. Yeah. I don't think that match is going to go as planned as everybody has imagined because no, that's a be dream an match. It's just yeah, going to be a huge, it's going to be a huge angle. We're not going to get the, the dream match that everybody's been wanting to see Usos okay versus versus the street profits yeah just because of the angle that we're gonna have we're probably gonna have roman reigns either interfere in that match cost him the matchup so that way he can be forced to acknowledge Mm -hmm. him leading leading to a match to hell in a cell but there's so much there's so much right now that you can you know talk because even like last weekend during uh talking smack paul Heyman kind of led to a little he kind of gave us a little tease of Shinsuke Nakamura facing the head of the table. So that could be a possibility. That could be something that could develop this uh, this coming up weekend. But remember, we also still got Shinsuke Nakamura kind of dealing with, with Corbin. So we don't know how that's going to play out. Hear me out. I'm using my, my wrestling telepathic powers. All right. I'm trying to predict how this match will go. And if you rub your temples, that's how you reach the, the astral plane of wrestling booking here. You get Nakamura versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship, not in the cell itself. On the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, the king of strong style gets his shot. Maybe he gets robbed by that by that dirty, no good, not really the king, stinky, no good Baron Corbin. That's your. I don't want to say Roman plays the undercard because he won't like that. He will not accept not being in the main event of a show. He will not accept being told he is less than because what gets top billing on the, the SmackDown side of Hell in a Cell? What gets the main event? The head of the table. No. Jimmy versus Jay inside Ooh. Hell in a Cell. Brother versus brother. Mm, dang, that's actually really good. Brother uh, versus brother. Blood versus blood. Hell in a cell. You need a personal issue that you can build when you put it in a cage. It's old school wrestling cement storytelling logic. 
and it's a match you can put together That's quickly and, really it, and the story writes itself and then you know Roman's going to want to get involved and all oh, the hey, mayhem is going to happen. Paul Heyman mayhem is going to be happening. I, I'm down. <laughs> I, I want that to play out. Clip this. All right. Our video team. Clip what I just said. If clip what you just said. You just dream booked hell in a cell right there. I just, I, just, I, 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 I just booked a nightmare. Nightmare <laughs> for the NOI family. That's what I just booked. Uh, yes, you guys can follow him on the Twitter machine at Jose underscore G official. Get that man some follows. All right. You see him five days a week. Get him some follows. Appreciate you can that. follow me on the Twitter machine down here at Kev Kellum. Uh, that you can follow me there. I got a lot of cool stuff coming up. I'm going to be at Zany's Comedy Club on the north side of Chicago coming up here at the end of the month. I will also be at Riddle's Comedy Club coming up on July 28th in the south suburbs Riddles? of Chicago. So I'm booking them, them dates are coming back, baby. Vaccinated and ready to yell about my insecurities on stage and call it jokes. <laughs> uh, you can also hear me on the radio five days a week. On the X in Rockford, 104.9, the X in Rockford, Illinois, uh, five days a week as well. 97.7 QLZ in Springfield, Illinois. They're streaming on the apps. All my links are up on my Twitter. Jose, my plugs are done. Your plugs are now. You guys can catch me tonight around 830 here on Sports Kid Wrestling. We're going to be covering last night's NXT on the debrief. We normally would cover AEW Dynamite, but with everything going down this weekend, we got a special episode for you guys this weekend we got the preview and predictions with sid poller and stephanie chase as going to be amazing plus we got the post show going down on sunday night so we got tons of content tons of content dropping i also got the news roundups dropping daily on youtube dropping daily here on facebook and also we got weekends of wrestling thursday nights 8 p.m here on facebook and on youtube i got the inside cradle tomorrow we have, we, we have I have the inside cradle coming up around. Uh, you guys will get that like probably 5 p.m. late Friday, uh, Thursday night into Friday. Uh, I believe we're going to have Bronson Reed on. Uh, if you guys want to nice. watch that interview before we even drop it in the podcast, you can actually get the video version of it is up now. Bronson Reed, the new North American champion of WWE NXT, uh, talking our own Rick Ocino. Uh, that is up on our Facebook watch and our YouTube. Uh, s- subscribe to our podcast if you haven't done it already. It's available on Spotify. We're trying to get through that hump. Of Apple, I know a lot of people have asked about the why why that has happened. So definitely go check out the audio podcast. We'll be dropping these top stories of the day on there as well, so you get content from us uh, sometimes multiple times a day. A lot of different audio, a lot of different video. Uh, share it, guys. We're growing. We're growing. We just cracked uh, seventeen thousand on the YouTube. We really, really appreciate that. Uh, the the audio podcast is a brand new thing for us. We're letting it grow. All right, we're letting it grow. But like as I said, we're climbing up that ladder, baby, and we're gonna cash in soon. So help us get up there. Uh, appreciate the support as always. Remember, when watching wrestling, get off the ladder. Get off the ladder, Jose. When watching wrestling, tell them what they gotta do. Enjoy wrestling. Have you a good night, guys. It. You sang yeah. it right there at the end. Enjoy wrestling. <laughs> <laughs>